over our time. Father, we're going to be diving into your word. There are lessons in, in here for us. We don't want to miss them. So it's not the words that I say it, it, as much as it is. It's what your Holy Spirit tells each one of us. And, Lord, we want to welcome you. We want to have open ears to what it is that you would say to each one of us through the passages that we look at and, and how we talk about it. So, Lord, would you come in power and might and change our hearts and convict us of sin and uh, lead us into uh, a better way? We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May be seated. When I go to Kenya, which I do every so often, they have a, a phrase there that I love. I, I hear it, I think, every time I go. And uh, they use it when somebody needs prayer or needs to be encouraged, you know. And, and they'll, they'll look at you and say, tell me what I already know. You know, it's like, aren't there things that, that we know but we need to be reminded of? And sometimes, sometimes we do. It's good to get reminded of those things. And so this series, we're going to do a short series. Now, please don't leave until you hear what it's about. The title can be a little deceiving here. How to be good and rich. And so we're going to talk about some things that, that maybe you will find familiar, but hopefully it will be good to be reminded of. Or this may be new information for you and a new way of thinking about uh, thinking about things, and and uh, so in some ways maybe it'll be a first time. But regardless of where you are, I think that the Lord really wants us to know some stuff, to be be reminded of what we already know, learn some new things, and, and I think that'll be for for all of us. Now this is not a get rich quick or a get rich series. Um, God does not seem intent on making sure that all of his followers have money. In fact, God seems to be especially concerned with and care for the poor, even though he doesn't seem to be as concerned with giving them money. Okay, so it's not about that. It, it, this, isn't, this isn't about how to get rich or or we're not that kind of church okay but evidently god does care about what rich people do with their money um rich and poor alike can come to the foot of the cross where the ground is level and be saved this isn't about that distinction but but there's scripture after scripture where god is talking to rich people concerning their wealth and what they do with it. And here's, here's one of them. This comes out of 1 Timothy. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Now, this is an instruction to rich people isn't it? This is a command for rich people. You know, so some of you may be thinking, oh good, this isn't for me today. You know, I get the day off. and you, you, If you're not rich, you do. You get the day off, but you get to find out 
some of the things that God is going to be saying to rich people, and maybe it'll come in handy one day, I don't know. Um, I, I would guess that there's probably nobody in, in here that feels rich today. Um, there's a, the, the problem, though, whether or not you, you feel rich, is uh, evidently wealth is deceptive. Um, rich people, those who are rich, usually don't think that they are. They, they don't know that they're rich or, or they won't admit that they're rich. I mean, that's a rich person's problem, you know. But it's, it's deceptive. You, you don't think you are or you won't admit that you are. And it's because we confuse being rich with feeling rich. And we don't feel rich. I mean, I don't know any rich people personally that feel rich. I, you know, if you do, come and talk to me afterwards. I want to know what that feels like. Um, but we're, you know, there are a lot of us in here, though, who would be rich compared to, to some people. Right? So Gallup, have you heard of the Gallup polls? Gallup did a survey a few years ago. Uh, and they were wondering about this this question and how much money do you have to have to be rich? And so they started interviewing people and they found out some very interesting things about that. Um, how much money does it take to be rich? Well, for the folks who make less, if your household makes less than $50,000 a year, when they interviewed people like, like that, they they found out that those people said, well, if you have $100,000 a year coming in, then you're rich. Like, oh, so maybe it takes $100,000 a year to be rich. Then they asked people who made more than $50,000 a year in their household, how much, how much does it take to be rich? And, and these people, their response in general was, well, actually, it, it probably takes $200,000. If you have $200,000 coming in every year, then you're rich. Like, oh, well, that's, that's interesting. Then they asked people, they, they went to the rich people. They go to the folks who are making $100,000 and they say, how much money coming in every year does it take to be rich? And they said, well, it takes $250,000 of income to be rich. And they found out that the, no matter who they asked, how much does it take to be rich, the people would take their income and then multiply it two or three times and figure that's how much it would take to be rich. You know, because millionaires would say, well, you know, to be rich, it would take two or three million dollars a year to be rich. I mean, it was just it was it's just two or three times what you make is what is rich. That's that's. So who's rich? I mean, none of us think we are, but who is? Well, if you have, if all of your stuff, whatever your stuff is, I'm not talking about cash in the bank or, or money in your wallet. I'm just talking about all, all your stuff, your clothes and, and, and whatever it is that you own. If you have, if it's worth 2200 bucks. You're in the top 50% of the world as, as to what you have. Half, half of the people in the world 
couldn't sell all of their stuff or, or buy all the stuff that they have again for $2,200. If it would take $2,200 to replace what you have, you're rich compared to half of the people in the world. If, if you made last year, if money came into your hands of came into your hands last year. You're in the top 20% of wage earners worldwide. 80% of the people in the world don't have $1,500 coming to them in a year. If you did, you're in the top 20%. If you have sufficient food and clothes and shelter if you, if you live in a house or an apartment, if you have a relatively reliable means of transportation, and that might be a car, that might be a motorcycle or a bike, maybe even a bus, if you have that, you're in the top 15% wealthiest people in the world. If you earn $25,000 or more annually, $25,000 or more, you're in the top 10% of the wealthiest people in the world. Isn't that interesting? If you have any money saved, if you have a hobby that requires some supplies or equipment, If you have a variety of clothes in your closet, if you have two cars, any condition in your family, you're in the top 5% of the wealthiest people in the world. Strange to think about, isn't it? If you earn more than $50,000 annually, you're in the top 1% of wage earners in the world. All of a sudden, according to worldwide standards, there may be a few more rich people in the room. Um, We don't feel rich. We don't think we're rich. We, we think we know who in the, who, maybe who in the room or who in the world might be rich, but it isn't us. But for most of us, it's us. It's us. It's you and me. It's, it, it's, we're rich, according to worldwide standards. You are rich. Now, I don't see anybody jumping up and saying, woohoo, you know, I'm rich, I'm rich. Because you don't feel it. You rarely do, but you are. And, and, and what we want to talk about over the next couple of weeks is how, if we're rich, how do we do it right? How, how can you be good at being rich? How can you bring a smile to your Father's face in heaven? How, when your Heavenly Father looks down on you rich people, how do you bring a smile to His face with that? 
We want you to be good at it because God has special instructions for you if you're rich. He doesn't love you anymore. He loves poor people. Sometimes I, I think maybe he loves poor people than he, more than he does rich people. He cares for them in ways that he doesn't care for rich people. You know, but he, I, I think overall he loves us all the same. You aren't loved more if you're rich, but you do have more responsibility if you're rich. And the Apostle Paul talked about this in his letter to Timothy that, that we just read from. We have copies of, of the letter that he wrote to Timothy about 2,000 years ago. And he shared these instructions so that rich people would know how to be good at being rich. So let's look through it again and take a little bit of, uh, take a little bit of time talking about it. Now, he starts off this passage and he tells Timothy, command those who were rich in this present world. Now, time out. If you were going to command rich people to do something, what would you command them? Right? Not out loud, but, but what would you command them to do or not do? Well, here's what Paul said to command them to do. First of all, he said, command them not to be arrogant. Evidently, rich people have a problem with getting arrogant. Now, why, why would rich people have a problem with getting arrogant, you know? Um, I don't know. But it, maybe rich people get special treatment. Um, try this on. I've, I've seen this. I've seen this happen. Just because people have money... They, they, they'll, they'll walk into, into a place. They don't have to make their own food or grow their own food or anything. They can walk into a place where somebody else has grown the food and harvested the food and prepared the food and, and have it. The, the food is hot and ready, waiting on rich people to come. And, and they call it restaurants. And you walk into a restaurant... <laughs> And rich people can walk into a restaurant and look up at a menu or down at a menu and they tell somebody else what they want to eat. And these other people go and get it for them. And they bring it to them and they tell them when they bring it to them, it's my pleasure. You've, you, you've been to that rich person's place, it sounds like. And, and they'll tell you that. And sometimes the rich people start to believe that it's the pleasure of other people to serve them. And sometimes they start to believe that they deserve that. And they get mad if the food's not quite hot enough or wasn't exactly what they wanted. <laughs> we have testimony. And... and I don't know, maybe, maybe rich people have a little bit of arrogance about them because they start to get upset about all that. And, and they lose their cool and, and start getting angry. And Every single day I witness it. It's, rich people are weird, aren't they? Yes, they are. And Paul says, be careful. Because you start to think that you deserve these privileges when you're rich. You, you get the privileges, but don't start thinking you deserve them. Don't be bad at being rich. No. And he goes on, he says, also command these rich people, don't put your hope in wealth. It's so uncertain. 
Now, now one of the biggest dangers of having wealth, of having money, of having stuff, is that you begin to gravitate toward what that stuff can do for you. Rich people do, right? They start to to put their trust in the stuff that they have. And and if, if their automobile has trouble, it really upsets them. Rich people get really upset because they start to wonder, how will I ever do all the things I need to do? And poor people don't have that problem. They don't get worried about it because they don't have the car to begin with. And they don't worry about it. You know, I've, I've, been, I've known some, I've been around them, and they just don't seem to get real upset about a car not working because they don't have a car. But rich people get kind of wrapped up in, oh, it just, it, when their stuff doesn't sound right, oh, it's got a noise. And they worry about it and they don't sleep at night because they're trusting more in their stuff than they are in the God who provided the stuff. They expect the stuff to be able to get them out of trouble. Rich people have problems, y'all. It's like a river pushes you downstream and being rich tends to push you toward trusting in the stuff more, more than trusting in God who provides. It's just how it works. And you have to fight against that, evidently, if you're rich. We, because rich people don't even realize that it happens. You know, we just get caught up in, oh, no, it's broken. It doesn't work right. I don't hear it loud enough. It's a, you know, it, and rich people, you know, they, it, it messes with their world and, and their sense of well-being when their stuff doesn't work right. Rich people do a very strange thing when it comes to to their stuff. Um, first of all, we want more stuff. Like the uh, the fishermen in the gospel reading today, you remember what happened? Jesus says, hey, let's go out and go fishing. They're like, we went fishing last night. But if you want to go fishing, we'll go fishing. And they threw the nets in, and, and they got so much fish. They got so much stuff that that what happened to the nets? They started to break. Now... Why didn't they just let some of those fish swim out so that they could pull up the fish that they needed for the day? Oh, no, no. Rich people have a problem. They want more. And so, so they, they, in order to make sure that they could keep more, they got their friends, the other boat, to come and help them get it in. And, and they... They got so much in that what happened to the boats? The boats started saying they had so much stuff, it was threatening their lives. They had so much stuff, it was threatening their lives. They had so much stuff, it was threatening their lives. Rich people don't know when to stop, do they? It's a problem that rich people have. Here's another problem that rich people have. Rich people have a problem and they have a word for it. It's called upgrading. (laughs) Rich people do funny things. Rich people will drive a car that works just fine onto a car lot, and they'll leave that car there, and they'll give money for a new car 
to somebody or promise that they'll give money so that they can drive out in a car that's a little newer and a little better. That's what rich people do. In my house, we have a, a junk drawer. Do y'all have a junk drawer? Oh, so y'all are rich people too. Okay. In my junk drawer, I found these. These are cell phones that are in, where were they? A junk drawer. They work. These phones work. But I got a disease. It's called the upgrading disease. I saw something that was newer. It was better. And I took a phone that works, that makes calls and keeps a calendar and does all kinds of amazing things. And I put it in a drawer called a junk drawer rather than giving it to somebody who may need it. Just so I could go and give somebody else more money to get the newer and better thing that does what this one did. Is that a rich person's problem? Rich people have problems, y'all. Rich people have problems. And God wants us to know, how do you deal with being rich? We keep these things. We keep extra stuff just in case. There are people out there in this world that don't have stuff. And we keep stuff that we don't think is any good just in case one day we might decide that it's good. So we have to have bigger places to keep our stuff that we don't use because it's in the junk drawer, right? We're, we're weird. We're, rich people are weird. The rich think their wealth protects them. They imagine themselves safe behind it. Poor people don't have the problem. They don't have the stuff. They know that's not what keeps them safe. Rich people have to be careful. They imagine because it's not true. The stuff doesn't really protect you, does it? Poor people know there's nothing in the bank account. There may not even be a bank. Poor people don't worry about paying the mortgage. They don't have one. Or a car payment or an electricity bill or any of those other things that rich people worry about. When they have a need, poor people aren't as anxious as rich people are. They haven't learned to put their hope in wealth. So their hope isn't diminished when the wealth's not there. They've never had the opportunity. Paul goes on, he says, don't put your hope in wealth, but put your hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. In the series, and it's a short series, but I'm going to ask that we focus on how do we put our hope in God who richly provides. Instead of learning to treat our wealth as our salvation, How do we approach it with the right perspective? 
Because rich people have extra responsibilities. I want us to learn how to use our money to develop trust and hope in God instead of trusting and hoping in the money. And that we'll know what to do with our other resources as well. The Lord is on a mission on this planet. We get to join him in that mission. As we learn how to to be good at being rich, we're going to have even more opportunity to rub shoulders with the Lord on this mission. We can join with God in transforming lives if we're good at being rich. Now, two weeks ago, you heard about our budget, you know, and thanks be to God who provides everything richly for our enjoyment. He, he provided enough that we ended the year in the black and we have bunches of ministry planned for this coming year. And I want you to hear about some of that so that next week we'll be able to talk a little bit more about what to do with our riches. And so I want to invite Dennis Kellerman to come up, if you would. Uh, and y'all welcome Dennis.